It's Friday. Good morning. Welcome to Rogue Grace. This is Peter John Corson. Grateful to be here on KAPL with you, whoever you are, all four of you or 400 of you or 4,000, I have no idea. But I thank you for tuning in this morning and we're going to talk about the word of God here on this Friday. Because... I have found that nothing lifts my soul, affects my mind like the Word of God. And I have found this to be so very recently. As you might be aware of, I had brain surgery a few months ago. What you don't know until now nor should you really care, perhaps, except for what I'm about to say you will agree with. But since that surgery, that ordeal with my brain, I have been fighting the blues like I never have in my life, even though I've had Crohn's disease, even though I've experienced losing my mom and my sister, And there was really no explainable reason because I have been recovering, getting stronger, going to the church, hanging out with other Christians, teaching God's word, and of course, my loving family. So there really is no explainable reason that I could give to you, but I had been and have been fighting the blues to say the least but likewise this has caused me to read my bible more than i ever have before because when you're battling the blues you know watching a tv series just doesn't do it for you or Trying to lose yourself at work doesn't work. Not for me. And so I've been reading through the Bible and not just reading through the Bible, but for the first time, I've never done this. And I think I've explained it, mentioned it before here on the show, but I've chosen to do something I've never done before. And that is to read my Bible out loud. Many times, not quote-unquote feeling like it. But I can't tell you how much it has soothed my soul. Because as I'm reading through the Bible out loud, whether it's in my office or in my living room, the thing is, is that if you continue to read, and I'm just reading the Bible, you don't have time to sit there and analyze the text or figure out how to preach that 
scripture or where you fall on the line when it comes to theology so much because you're reading out loud you have to continue to read through the text and I am finding that the text moves through you I've always and I've loved to study the Bible I was raised that way I went to Bible school for that and I have been in the ministry to do that and I love to do it yet still but I've never had the experience that I have now where you're reading the Bible aloud and therefore it's not about me taking the text to study it many times I'm reading and because you have to now read the next verse and then the next scripture and then the next verse you don't quote unquote have time to sit there and analyze the text in that particular reading. And you then come to the conclusion, this is how it's supposed to be. That God gave us these books written by these authors, not solely, and I would even suggest primarily, for me to take that book and analyze it, but rather read through it and it will analyze me. I've just discovered this recently. So that I will go through a book reading it aloud and I won't stop. Whereas when I read it quietly in my mind, you know, mentally, which is fine, I would stop often to figure out how this work text works with this, how it goes into context with that. And what is the background? I'll open perhaps commentaries or look on it, com commentaries on the computer. And that's good too. But nothing have I experienced like opening the Bible and reading it aloud. Because now, see, I'm not critiquing, judging, evaluating, or even studying the Bible but it is doing those things to me. So I've read the, I just finished the Old Testament. I read it aloud from Genesis to Malachi. And now I'm going to begin the New Testament. And what I want to mention to you is that in reading it aloud, there are many, many scriptures I go, my, in the, and this is the good thing, in the back of my mind, because I can, I'm continuing to read, but in the back of my mind, I might be thinking, what does this even mean? This genealogy, this articulation or description of a, a coming temple why all of this about a temple in the millennium or when it, i don't even know if it's in the millennium there's controversy about that in ezekiel whereas all the time i've read the bible and i'm grateful for this i am coming up to conclusions whether is this a prophecy yet to be fulfilled is this part of the millennium is this the picturing of the Christ 
to come, you know, all those great things. And those are wonderful. But now when you just read it out loud, you, you don't have time to do that because now it's the next verse and the next verse or chapter and the next chapter. Reading the Bible aloud is a great thing because it reads you. Reading the Bible aloud is great because it doesn't take a great theologian with all kinds of wonderful doctorate degrees in order to do so. It may be something that you're reading the scripture and you immediately are able to make a conclusion or fit it into a dispensation or what have you, or maybe not, but it's still having its work. It is still supernatural. What I'm saying, I guess, is if you're battling the blues, try it. Start with Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and just start reading it aloud. Uh, Don't take this the wrong way. I don't care though if you can put it in the proper dispensation, if you have the proper um, theologian mindset, if you can put it in the right topic or area of theology. There's time for that. There's places for that. There's books on that. There's teachings about that. There's schools for that. There's places for that. But in this case, I don't, and I say this nicely, I don't care if you can do that or not. Let the word of God read you. Let the word of God study you. Let the word of God cleanse you. I've never, whatever it's worth, I've been in the ministry for 20 years. I've never had the experience like this. I've studied the Bible. I've had my favorite commentaries. I've gone to Bible school. I've taught and preached at different churches. It's all been wonderful, but never have I had the experience of reading through the scriptures aloud. Not stopping, not pausing, just reading through the scriptures and only pausing when I'm finished for the day or for that moment. And so not bragging. I'm not bragging here. I'm just telling you how it works for me. I read the Old Testament out loud in a matter of maybe three weeks, two or three weeks. And I'm not saying you should do that. I'm in the ministry. I know you have a job or you're raising your three kids or what have you. I, I, I'm just telling you what my experience is. I've read the Bible aloud, the Old Testament aloud in about two or three weeks. And those have been the two or three best weeks of my life as far as my relationship with God. I didn't come up with all kinds of new theological insights. I didn't come up with all kinds of new frameworks for sermons. I've done that in the past. Not this time. It didn't mean not to do it. I just couldn't. I didn't. I just read. There were times I go, what in the world is all of this about? Why does the Bible put it this way? Why is this allowed in the scriptures? There are things I go, I don't agree with this, but that doesn't matter because it's not my word. It's God's word. I wouldn't have put that in the Bible. And you know what, though? I don't regret doing reading like that, or I don't regret believing in those things, trusting in God's word for one second. Well, what about, you know, Pete, I'm reading, okay, Genesis, I get that. Exodus, okay. Leviticus, right? 
I know. It's not a, it, it, I, I can't explain it fully. It's not about being entertained or entranced or excited. There's something deeper than any of those things because his word is spirit and life. Lord, we love your name. 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 Lord, we praise 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 your name. Your name has made the broken home. Your name has saved my soul. Your name is all we're living for. Jesus, we love your
So about, I don't know, five or six years ago, God completely liberated me in Southern California in a way I'll, I'll always cherish. I'll always hold in my heart because he gave me a revelation, not unique to me, not at all, but for me, he gave me the revelation of his grace. See, I think for a while, when I say a while, I mean maybe decades, I had been laboring under what I refer to as gra. The combination of grace and the law. You're saved by grace. Yeah, that's no doubt about that. But then you're blessed by, you're motivated to keep, you're called to obey the law. So it's the mixture of grace and the law. Do good and you get good. Do bad and you still get good. That's a release from gra. That's the gospel of grace, no longer the law. And so that was about five or six years ago, and it completely changed my Christianity. It changed my mind. It changed my life, changed me as a man and a husband. So that was great. I am now having, that was five or six years ago. I'm having another one of those revolutions, that too, revelations, post-brain surgery. Because whereas I uh, would read through the Bible before, and this is wonderful, I, I, I'm not complaining about this, and be analyzing the text, and my meditation would be based not only on what I was reading, but what does it mean? And that's fine. That's good. Don't take it out of context. You know, that's beautiful. But now I... Uh, don't have the same brain I had before. <laughs> I'm, I'm not complaining about that, by the way. So I'm reading through the Bible. We just talked last segment about reading through the Bible out loud and not having the time to analyze it. Okay. And that's not what I'm saying, how o the only way we should approach the Bible. And if you weren't here for last segment, maybe want to download it if you don't believe that I'm saying that because I'm not saying that. So, uh, w but, but now I'm reading the Bible with a lot more simplicity and I am enjoying it more than I ever have in my life. You know, in many ways, I can't wait to get off the air right now so I can go read my Bible. You're saying, yeah, you lucky guy. You don't have to go to work and sell insurance or you're not working out on a construction site or you don't have three kids at home. Right. I know I am a lucky guy, but just telling, letting you know that that's where I'm approaching this. So the second thing that has hit me since about six or seven years ago was the first thing was grace and has been basically the center of my message. Now, number two, is the Bible is God's word. 
And when I say God's word, I don't just mean studying commentaries or scholars. That's good too. But I just mean reading the Bible itself. Maybe with conclusions, maybe not. Maybe with convictions, maybe not. But just the beauty, the power of God's word, because it goes down into the spirit. Which, yes, will affect your soul, your heart, your mind, even your body. But it begins with the spirit. And even then, right now, my memory about scriptures is a fraction of what it was before my brain surgeries. That's okay. Because I get to read the Bible again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's found in this book. So I am very satisfied this morning. Where maybe um, I was really excited six or seven years ago when I came across grace. Wonderful. I, st I, won't, I don't want to lose that. I have notebooks and notebooks of pages of notes on that. Great. I, I don't want to discard that. I want to add to that. My personal revelation from God would be not my revelation at all, in fact, but his word. Just reading his word. Maybe I'll come up with a good sermon. Maybe not. At this point in my life, whereas it used to matter, it really doesn't anymore. Because his word will speak for itself. Whether it's to me or to you or to humanity, it's better than any sermon you will ever hear any opinion you could ever have. It's above and beyond. It's spirit and life. And there's something powerful about reading God's word out loud. Because one of the things is that you have to read it. You can't gloss over it. You can't get down to the part real quickly where you have it highlighted from before. Your favorite verses, you have to read it all. And even the things that are quote unquote boring. Because just because it's not exciting or interesting to me or you doesn't mean it's not just as powerful as the other scriptures. Whatever it might be because the way we're raised or our culture or our country we live in or our personality, there are certain scriptures that might be more exciting or more applicable in our opinion than this one or that one. But if you were someone else, let's say living 400 years ago or living on the other side of the world, then that other scripture might have been more applicable. So it's all God's word. That's why reading it aloud is so beautiful because it forces you to take it all in. And it's not about emotions, although those do come. But emotions can be affected by a lot of other things as well. It's about the spirit. My word is spirit 
and life, Jesus says, right? We'll be right back after this. This is a good day. Jesus, your mercy. It is new for me. It is new for me. Be praised. Let our worship rise in this place. To the King of love, cause you're always good. Always good. This is a good day. Jesus, your mercy. It is new for me. It is new for me. years um, now, for me, coming um, from my vantage point, I've really enjoyed preaching God's word. 
I definitely stick to the text a whole lot more than I did as a young punk. A young punk preacher. Rarely will I even talk about anything other than the text anymore. And that's just how I roll. That's what I appreciate. I like to do it that way. I don't know if anyone else likes it, but that's I, I that's what I like to do. But even right now, I'm enjoying God's word more than I ever have before. And here's how I know it's from him. I could care less about what sermon is coming to me. I could care less. Oh, I got a great sermon from this text. Oh, I could see how that will preach. Oh, I can figure out how the other's going to come out. No, I don't even care about that right now. I just want his word. That's how I know this is from God. (laughs) Not that I want to stop being a preacher. That's great. That's, I, I like doing that. And I know preaching God's word is a good thing. It's right. But for the first time, I never read his word just because I know I'm a preacher or I'm going to have to preach it or I get to preach it. I I don't know if it had to do with my brain operation, just getting older, having kids. I have no idea, but I just am enjoying his word. I don't always even have to come to a conclusion about it in terms of uh, where do I stand on this in terms of am I this or that or how no I'm just just love his word there's nothing like it I bet you agree just want to remind you to read your bible read it out loud read five chapters two chapters one chapter just read your bible Because the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. I could, we could discuss politics, we could discuss prophecy, we could discuss all kinds of events. All I don't know is this, all I know is this, that the Bible is God's word and it will change the way you think the way you live and who you are. I don't care if you're elderly or a young person, if you're a male, female. I don't care if you've been a Christian for 50 years or for five minutes. The power is not in a presentation so much as the power is in the Word of God. The Word of God is living and powerful. Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. Not it contains, not it points to, not it brings out, it is the power of God unto salvation. Salvation not only the first time, but salvation day by day by day. It will save you 
from making dumb decisions, save you from being stuck in the depression, save you from walking in the world, save you from not knowing God. It'll save you day by day. Whether you can come up with four great theological insights to a text or you just read right through it. His word does not return to him empty or void. It doesn't. Try it if you haven't yet. Read your Bible. I'm going to go read mine. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Great. Happy Mother's Day to you moms. Thank you for all that you do for your kids your grandkids continue to teach them about Jesus to tell them that God loves them and uh, we'll see you on Sunday we're outside 10.30am it's going to be beautiful come on out I'll see you there <laughs>